Need more time? Want more from your business and your life? Welcome to the Simple Life Habits Podcast, where, where, where you'll learn how to work less, do more, and live your life with greater focus. Now, now, now. here's your host, Jonathan, Jonathan Milligan. So how do you calm down when you're really angry? Well, in this episode, I'll be talking about five anger management techniques that work. But first, this podcast is brought to you by the 30-Day Get Productive Challenge. It's a free online video course you can take to double your productivity in the next 30 days. Along with the challenge, you get worksheets, PDF checklists, and more. You can start the challenge today by going to simplelifehabits.com forward slash start. So, before you get too angry, let's get right into this episode. Well, while I'm not a licensed therapist, this blog, the Simple Life Habits blog, is dedicated to providing simple tips in an effort to establish simple habits. And while I've never endorsed that life is simple... I do believe that simple steps at the right time can provide big returns. So, do you have any anger management techniques that you turn on when you're really upset? Most of us would say that we don't have anger issues. However, all of us have our limits. As Vince Lombardi, the Hall of Fame football coach, used to say, difficult times do not build character. It reveals it. We all have the potential to use and express anger at times. It's a God-given emotion. Still, it's better for us to learn the habit of self-control, especially when we feel the anger rising within us. So I'm just going to share with you five of my favorite anger management techniques. Try using a few of them, see which ones work, throw ones that don't work out. So number one, stop trying to control everything. Sometimes our frustration comes from us wanting to control things that are beyond our control. Our anger issue is really a control issue. How would your life be different if you just focused on the areas you can control? Let me do a little exercise. I want you to write down, assuming you're not driving right now, I want you to write down anything that's frustrating you right now. Maybe you're frustrated, maybe you're a little bit angry about it. Just write that list down. Now, once you have the list, I want you to ask this question. Is this ultimately something I can control? And if the truth is that you really don't have control, in other words, There's a person who's behaving badly in a relationship, but ultimately you can't control that person. Then you've got to learn to let it go. What can you control? I can control my response. I can control the time that I spend with that person. So focus more on the area of life that you personally can control. If you can't control the outcome, then there's no sense trying to control it. It's just going to leave you frustrated and angry. You see, life started working better for me when I realized that I really only needed to focus on the things I can control. 
the anger and the stress that often comes into our life comes into our life because we try to control things that are beyond our reach. Number two, create some margin in your life. Much of our anger and frustration comes from our hectic schedule. Let me try to offer you a personal example. I've got two wonderful kids. They are elementary age, and the mornings in our house used to be quite stressful. Luckily for our sake, we changed that. Here's what we did. We simply decided to wake up earlier and leave the house with plenty of time to spare. The whining, the anger, the frustration, and aggravation in our house has all but been eliminated simply because we chose to create some margin. I was reading a blog post the other day about the subject of kindness. And they said the number one reason why we do not show more kindness to others is because we have no margin in our lives. You see, kindness happens in the margin. When we have more time availability, we are kinder. So sometimes the anger and the frustration that we act out on those relationships around us, the anger and the frustration come out as a result of us not having margin. We're too crammed, our schedules are too busy, we're already frustrated, and we take it out in anger on those around us. By simply learning to create some margin, we can reduce the anger and the output of anger toward others. Number three, give people room to make faults. Anger often comes about in connection in our interaction with others. When someone's done something that we do not like, we use anger as a way to get back at them or to justify the situation. The problem is that remedy never works. And while it may feel good to exert that emotional control over someone else, it often never ends in a good place. In fact, the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs that it's far better for us to overlook that fault and allow some room for people to make mistakes than to try to get back at them. The verse goes like this, The discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. See, it's in your best interest to pass over the fault at times. Having discretion is a good and worthy attribute to have. So learn just to give room to make faults. Don't you want people to cut you slack at times? You're not always thinking about others. You do things that you don't mean to do. You hurt people's feelings. And you just wish that people would make room for your faults. Well, you start by learning to make room for other people's faults. Number four, engage in regular activity. You know, I'm convinced that daily physical movement is an awesome way to deal with the emotion of anger that we feel. Not always, but a lot of times, people who live more sedentary lives and lay around live more frustrated and angry. I've seen this in my own kids. If they sit around for a couple hours at a time watching TV, 
but I can almost count on it. It's not long before they begin to act frustrated, angry, upset, and it makes the day harder to deal with everyone. What is the remedy? To get them out of the house and to get some physical activity. So take time in your schedule on a regular basis to go for a walk, a jog, and personally experience the joys that fresh air can bring. All of these things are great ways to reduce stress, which lowers the potential for acting out in anger. Is there a hobby you can participate in? A good book that you have been waiting to read? All of these things allow your mind to calm down and can reduce the emotion of anger that you may feel. Number five, monitor your self-talk in your thoughts. Monitor your self-talk and thoughts. Now, this is a big one and not easy to conquer in the beginning. Your self-talk can be enormously critical on a regular basis. By having conversations with yourself and being aware of your thoughts, you can begin to challenge the ideas that are being presented. Most of the time, our thoughts are one-sided, and usually we have just as narrow of a perspective. We need to challenge that. And this is why you may have often heard people say it's better to talk things out. It's really not so much about sharing, but more about getting your self-talk and your self-thoughts out and learning a new perspective on the situation. So there are my favorite anger management techniques. I hope you can identify with at least one of them and start using them this week in your life. Remember, it's often the small habits that make the biggest changes in our life. So which one can you adopt this week? Maybe you can immediately look at your schedule and find ways to create more margin in your life. Maybe there's a relationship where you just need to choose to make room for someone else's fault. My action step for you is this. Which of the five techniques mentioned are you going to use the next time you're angry? Well, that's it for this episode of Simple Life Habits. I'm so grateful for those of you who tune in each week. In fact, feel free to send me an email. I'd love to hear from listeners. This past week, I got an email from Henry, and he says, Your Simple Life Habits podcast series is surely making a difference in my personal life and keeping me moving forward. I cannot stop listening or even relying on your podcast. You surely speak the truth, and you speak what's in your mind. Right now, I'm in the middle of a merry-go-round trying to get better, and there are times I slip and I fall short. I always pray, meditate, and have peace time with God to help me with my problems in daily situations. A few of my favorite uh, Simple Life Habits podcasts were How to Be Satisfied with Less, Four Habits I Use When Reading a Good Book, and Why Starting Small Works. Well, thanks again, Henry. I appreciate the email. That means so much. And also be grateful for those of you out there that would take a moment and go and rate our podcast on iTunes. That helps tremendously with keeping the podcast visible so people who've never heard can discover it. If you've already done this, thank you. Well, listen, until next time, go start something small. It just might make a big difference.